Good afternoon, listeners. Today is Thursday, August 17th, 2023, and the time is now 12.21 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. How's everybody doing today on this? Are we up to... No, today is Thursday. I I lose track of days sometimes, folks, because my weekend is uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So I get a little confused of what day it is. You know, give me a break. I used to do the Monday, the Friday thing. I did that many, many years. Anyway, before I forget, lest I forget, a big shout out to Anchor Spotify. Spotify for podcasters, folks. If you ever thought about starting your own podcast, consider Spotify podcasters a great platform. The sound is amazing. You don't got to invest any money at all except for your smartphone or your laptop and a decent microphone. Or you always check out the many podcasts out there. I'm starting to listen to a lot of them, and I'm learning a lot. So just I just wanted to put that out there for you folks. Anyway, we're continuing along with the true crime series. I, I try to keep cases that are, are at least contemporary or as current as possible. We might go into some older cases, but I'm trying to stick with, with cases which are kind of, um you know, occurred during the past year. How does that sound? So the case that we're going to discuss now is is Taylor Shabusiness, or uh, her birth name was Taylor Denise Coronado. Anyway, um, Miss Shabusiness, so the, the defendant, is uh, is a twenty. I'm thinking she's twenty five years old. Give or take, I could be off by a year. But she was recently convicted of murdering. Her boyfriend, I believe his name was Shad Theory Owen, if I'm not mistaken, in Wisconsin. She was convicted. I believe she's going to be sentenced in September. Uh, So she murdered her boyfriend, and then she dismembered his body. Parts of his body were found in the basement of his mother's home by his mother. Imagine the horror she must have felt when she saw that. Anyway, um, apparently what occurred, okay, was the two, when I say the two, the defendant, Taylor Shabusiness, and the victim, Shad Therion, or Thyrone, excuse me, I'm trying to pronounce it as best I and show respect towards the, the, uh, the deceased, but apparently the two had used chains during sex now i'm sure he didn't sign up to die you know it was just part of their thing because they did drugs together too i think they would inject each other with meth reportedly this is what i read um and yeah like they engaged in hard drugs during these sessions and um miss shabusiness was reportedly under the influence you know when she took the victim's life you know supposedly she had wrapped chains around the victim's neck and pulled on the chains, choking him until he coughed up blood. Then she played with the body for about two hours and then got out some sort of a cutting tool because she hacked up his whole body, his head, his legs, his penis, after she had sodomized it. 
part of her defense was she couldn't have sodomized him because the penis was detached from the body. Therefore, she couldn't sodomize him because he was already castrated. I, I, they don't have much of a defense. She really doesn't have a leg to stand on. All the evidence points towards her. I mean, cops caught up to her a short while later, and she was covered in blood. And I think when they confronted her about the head being found in a bucket, I think she said, that's effed up. And I think when they asked her about the, or or they discussed the other parts of the body, I think she made a comment such as, good luck finding the other parts. You know, her demeanor during this whole thing has been kind of callous. You know, during the trial, it was it, it was extremely unorthodox for a person who was charged with with such it's a serious charge and a horrific crime. Earlier in the trial, she had attacked her attorney, and it took court officers a lot of effort to restrain her. That this is one tough broad. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the officer had injured his back trying to restrain her then there was the um the random smirking and what appeared to be giggling on and off throughout testimony in her trial the defendant often squinted her eyes looking down as if trying to process what was going on Around her, she seemed particularly happy to see her father, who testified in her defense, maybe because she knew that this was going to be the last time that they would be in a room together. For one thing, the father is serving a 12-year sentence for what I believe to be is a crime involving sex with a child. But that's not really relevant or pertinent here. The father was rather testy with the defense attorney who was merely trying to help his daughter, the defendant. At the end of the testimony, the father said to the defendant, I love you. Go Bears. To which the defendant replied, with the same, I love you, go bears. The father stated his belief that the defendant's husband was responsible for her downward spiral, blaming him for getting the defendant hooked on drugs and referring to the husband, uh, Warren Shabusiness or Warren Shabau, as a effing loser. The husband, on the other hand, Mr. Shabusiness or Shabal, has been publicly supportive and defensive of the defendant. But questions remain. Why was the defendant sleeping with the victim who was not her husband? You know, if she was married. On a side note, uh, the defendant and husband have a child together who was about a year and a half, I believe. So, yes, all these factors, uh, the father testified about the defendant's childhood, about 
her being diagnosed with, I believe, bipolar disorder around around the age of 11 after the mother passed away. Because the mother passed away, I believe, when she was nine years old. And I believe the mother, Marla, had succumbed to some sort of a liver ailment brought on by drinking. If I'm mistaken, please correct me. I, I remember, recall reading about that somewhere. The father talked about good phases and bad phases in the defendant's life and about jobs she held down as a teen or a young adult. Now, I am not a licensed clinician. I'm just a podcaster with a background in, in stand-up comedy and music However, and, and journalism. However, I would like to share with you my slant on the case. One, the defendant did not have a female figure in her life after losing her mother. The defendant became lost. She struggled with mental illness and hospitalizations and eventually, or I actually know the father said she wasn't taken to the hospital, I believe, in Illinois. Maybe she was taken to the hospital in Wisconsin. I don't know. But eventually, you know, she, her mental problems became compounded with substance abuse issues. Although I do not know for certain what age that onset was or whether it was when she met the ex-husband or maybe she was playing around with drugs before she met him. I don't know. It seems that throughout her adolescence and young adulthood, she was surrounded by males who may not have always been the best example for her to follow. Don't get me wrong. What she did was horrific. There is no excuse for a barbaric act such as this. And she could have had, you know, she could have had a happy mommy and a daddy and still did this horrific crime if she had a predisposition towards such brutality. We may never know. She may never know. The look on her eyes tells me that her mind is undeveloped, almost primitive. Now, one may find this to be crass of me. However, she is guilty of a Neanderthal act and her lioness, lioness-like squinting of her eyes as if sitting in the zoo while onlookers watch her. Anyway, regardless of whether or not having her mom played a role in her mental health, I do believe subconsciously she wanted to get sent to prison to have the older female figure she was always looking for. And by castrating the victim, she was saying goodbye to men forever. Anyway, that sh- there's a guy, he has a YouTube channel out there. Salute to him. I think it's called Live From My Sofa. He says, I'm just a guy from the couch. I can't say that. I don't even have a couch. And I'm just a guy with an opinion. That's I'm just a mister. I'm just a mister. I'm some guy who doesn't even who doesn't even have a couch. Okay. I'm a guy with a fold up chair with an opinion. That's all it is. So don't get all 
blown out of proportion and say, oh, he said this and he says that and he's not even qualified. He doesn't give me a break. It's just an opinion. I'm voicing. I'm using my words while my mouth still talks. Folks, it is now uh, 12.33 p.m., August 17, 2023, Thursday. I don't want to wear out my welcome with you. So I thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you soon. We have more coming along on the True Crime series. Stay tuned, boppers. Stay tuned.